0: Because writing the questions down, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, this is good. Oh, that's a good question. You have to understand that the person who you are now, if you were blessed with your ideal life tomorrow, you take who you are right now into that life. And self-evaluation isn't something that is supposed to take away from you. It's actually supposed to make you. It's supposed to build you up. It's supposed to allow you to see what habits, what characteristics you really, really enjoy about yourself and create a stronger foundation for those or characteristics that you want to enjoy about yourself, that you want to obtain so that you can kind of make a plan to get to those skills. It's not going to be easy. No one said it was going to be easy because it's not. And it's not you might cry. You might get mad. You might get a little sad. I going to cry now. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Sorry. Um I'm an emotional being. One of the first questions you should ask yourself when you want to evaluate where you are is am I happy with who I am? hi hello welcome back to another episode of creating a village i'm your host millie here to help nurture the village within you and today is another special day um today is a solo episode and this episode is about self-evaluation self-reflection self-awareness all the self uh prefix words, you know. Throughout this episode, I'm going to be going through questions that you can ask yourself in order to better understand yourself, kind of open your perspective to how you are as a person and where you want to be as a person. Because you first have to know where you are in order to get to where you're going. Yes. all right And also these questions will be in no particular order. Um I basically gathered majority of these questions from some past conversations that I've had. Majority of them will come from the past episode. Oh, it's episode 27, So Therapy, The Value of Self-Analysis. Oh, that's another self-word. Self-analysis. All right, let's get to it, shall we? So the first question that I'm going to pose to you all is, actually, no, hold on. So I want to set the stage, the foundation for why self-analysis, self-awareness is important. It's important to constantly kind of evaluate yourself and not even evaluate in like a scientific term, just know yourself, keep understanding yourself so that you can have strong relationships with other people, strong, a strong relationship with yourself first and foremost, um, and then a strong relationship with other people and the reason why it comes from like a self-evaluation standpoint is because it's often hard for people to see themselves in someone else. Yeah. So with self-evaluation, it allows you to start seeing yourself from outside perspectives. It makes you aware of outside perspectives on yourself. And self-evaluation isn't something that is supposed to take away from you. It's actually supposed to make you, it's supposed to build you up. It's supposed to allow you to see what habits, what characteristics you really, really enjoy about yourself and create a stronger foundation for those or characteristics that you want to Enjoy about stuff that you want to obtain so that you can kind of make a plan to get to those skills, character, characteristics, etc. I feel like that didn't do it justice, but I hope that that laid a little a little foundation for you. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Uh This is what happens when you're not prepared. Okay, let's get into the questions. I feel as though one of the first questions you should ask yourself when you want to evaluate where you are is, am I happy with who I am? And in order to get to that answer really, you have to start asking other questions. One of the other questions could be, what words would I use to describe myself? You could try to just aim for three first. Um, And then what words do I want others to use to describe me? And then once you have those, it's time to go talk to some folk and ask them, what words would you use to describe me? and see what they say Ooh, this might be a lot of work but maybe send out an anonymous form because that way you can get some real answers but you could also say what you can ask them like a two-fold question what words would you describe to what words would you use to describe my best qualities like my best self and then what words would you use to describe my not so great self Like myself when I'm in a mood. So you can kind of get a gauge for yourself in totality. Because you could be a really great person to people. But if someone does see your off day. Or even if they don't get to see your off day. You can still get a feel of like how people would describe you. If they're not trying to kiss your butt. And by asking, finding those words that people use to describe you, that you use to describe yourself, then going back to that question of, Am I happy with who I am? That can help you, like, Oh, you might be happy with who you are, but in actuality, you want to be described by these three words over here, and you're not quite there yet. So, yes, I'm happy, but. I want to be happier with these three words. Um, Another question that you can use to get to that, am I happy with who I am, is ask yourself, what is my ideal family life like? What is my ideal living situation like? What is my ideal work relationship or work life? like. Because by evaluating those things, um, not evaluating, by thinking about what those things can be, what you want them to be, you can then ask yourself, okay, what am I doing now currently that would allow me to sustain that life that I want, my family life that I want, my work life that i want i forgot the second thing i said my relationship life that's not what i said i don't remember you can rewind it power technology but in order to get to those ideals you have to understand that the person who you are now if you were blessed with your ideal life tomorrow You take who you are right now into that life. You won't just change because all of a sudden you're happy with your ideal job and your ideal salary and your ideal car. No, you still, your person, your personality won't change just because you have those things. Who you are now is who you will be each day after, until you can make a change. So that goes into that question of, am I happy with who I am? And so kind of closing out that question of like, am I happy with who I am? Ask, asking yourself, what things do I need to acknowledge in myself in order to make the changes that I want? Because it all starts with acknowledgement. Someone could tell you that you have a habit of not finishing conversations if they're not going your way. But if you don't see that, if you don't acknowledge that, then you can't change it. Right? So, with this evaluation, it's kind of forcing you to be more aware and then accept where you are currently so that you can change where you are ye (laughs) okay oh ooh. i want to backtrack for a second with the question um when you ask people like what words they would use to describe you this is a good question um ask yourself are there words you want to be associated with you which we kind of touched on, but then going into the what are those words and why you want them to be associated with you. And with these questions, you should either be writing them down, your answers, or recording yourself answering these questions. Because if you just like speak it out, it could move you along like an inch, but if you have like a record of your responses, then you can grow faster because you can keep track of your progress. And that can be a motivator for you to keep going. It could be a reminder for you if you're not ready to move on yet, but like you stumble upon it one day and you're like, I remember writing these answers down. I remember, oh, let me, oh, this video. Oh, yeah, I did say I wanted to do this thing to make myself better. And then there you are, back on track to changing your life. And great. So, really, I should also give you all some methods in which you can use to keep track of your kind of like self evaluation. And when I say methods to keep track, I'm saying you can dedicate time to answering these questions, but you can also just kind of implement it into your everyday life. For me, I video journal. It's a way for me not entirely to, it's not focused on self-evaluation. It's really focused on getting out what I'm feeling about it a situation and speaking out loud helps me sort through my thoughts better that's why i video journal and with video journaling for me i can do it anywhere because i usually have my phone i have some type of device or even like i also uh i don't want to call it audio journaling because it's not really for journaling it just if I don't feel like turning on the camera, I mean, like it's dark or something, I just turn on a little voice recorder. Um, and so, those are ways that you can kind of keep track of what's happening to you and how you're reacting. Because with video journaling, I could be in a situation, and let's say I I'm a little angry about it or upset, like it's making me feel something, and I want to get out how I'm feeling. Like, let's say I want to do a response. I want to say something to someone, but I could currently feel like the words that come out of my mouth would be disrespectful, so I would video journal about it, but how I would start off my video journals is today is July 15th, and... I woke up this morning. I got in my car. I went to this event. I met this person. This person said X Y Z to me, and I thought to myself, "That's crazy." And then we had this back and forth moment. Do 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 do. If it was not clear, I was giving an example of how I video journal. But essentially, I kind of start off with the date, so that. I can attempt to keep track of the things and then I start off at the beginning of my day because going back over your day first off you can see how your mind was thinking what things you thought were important throughout your day before you got to the situation that you were in and then sometimes that helps me realize like oh I might have been in a great mood before I got there and then my mood shifted because of that situation or I was already in a not so great mood and so I can see how my reaction to what happened was worse than it would have been if I had been in a better mood earlier today. And because I'm seeing that, because I'm talking about the whole entire day before I got to wherever I got to, It helps me reflect and then realize, all right, so now if I know that if I'm having a bad day, it could cause me to react like this. I can be more aware of that in the future so that it doesn't happen again. That makes sense. It makes sense. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it does make sense. Um, And I hope it made sense to you. If it doesn't, that's okay. Because some things get communicated to other people in different ways that make sense to them. Yeah. All right. But video journaling is one way. Um, And then auto-journaling, like I was saying. I will say this, though. If you're going to do a digital journal that isn't digitally typed, um something that you can't easily see what's inside of it. Do your best at organizing files um by week, maybe by month, titling the files because y'all I've been video journaling for about like two years and I don't know what's in their video. Honestly, (laughs) like I might remember how I looked in a certain video so then I can try to sift back and find a video that I was talking about something that I want to see or hear again. But y'all, it's hard out here. (laughs) It's hard if you want to like reflect, reflect on who you used to be. Majority of my reflecting happens like in the moment and then it kind of sticks with me. Um, So I would say if you're a person who reflects best when looking back on something that happened a month or two ago, I would say written journals would be your best bet. So whether that be physically written or digitally typed, um, voice typed, those would be your best bet. Because video journaling, audio journaling, you need to do your best to be organized and type and give it a file name, have a hard drive or something that you can keep these things on and don't be like me and wait until your storage gets full to then download things in bulk and then because you download them in bulk, they're in zip folders and (laughs) you don't Untip the folder. And then you just put it. In a giant journal folder. And never look at them again. Anyway. Yes. (laughs) Those are some different ways. Methods that you can use. To keep track of your self-evaluation. Now just getting into. Some general self-evaluation questions. Um, Where did I learn my blank habits from? So where did I learn my scheduling habits from? Where did I learn my eating habits from? Where did I learn my cleaning habits from? Just fill in that blank for different types of habits and sit down and think about it. I do think that Saying your answers out loud first before you start writing would be the best thing because it'll get you thinking. When this question was asked to me, and mine was in pertaining to planning. So my friend asked me, Where did I learn my planning habits from? And immediately I was like, I don't think anyone taught me planning. And then I kept talking out loud. Because I was trying to come up with like some type of answer. And I was like, um, well, like, I guess I planned things at school, maybe, but school planned majority of my things. Um, I think my dad might be good at planning trips, but he's not good at planning da-da-da-da. And so talking it out loud helped get to a point where And I will say there was another person there with me. So he kind of helped me get to that realization. But if you don't have another person with you or you don't feel comfortable talking to another person, just talking out loud will really get your thoughts going and then something could click for you. But so what he was saying to me was though, when I said, I don't think anyone taught me how to plan, he was saying that, well, you learned how to plan from your parents, from your school, just not in the way you thought you should have been taught. I wasn't taught with a, oh, sit down with me and let me show you how to plan out a trip. That's how I was expecting to be taught, how to plan something. But I learned about planning through osmosis and it was completely unintentional really. I just happened to absorb different methods from different people. And for me, something I realized, well, something that was told to me again, was that I was using what I didn't want in order to be the planner that I I am if that makes sense. And let me give you some context. So if I go somewhere with my dad, my dad asked me if I wanna go to the store, I'll say, yes, I want to go to the store. But then we also go to 10 other places that I did not agree to go to. And so I know that that's not the type of planner that I want to be. I want to have my, I'm going to the store, And I'm going to the store only. That's how I want to communicate that to the person who's coming along with me. We go to the store and then we go back home. But I learned to plan that way because I saw what I didn't want to do. And so that's how often a lot of people kind of learn, especially with everyday life things. You're seeing something every day. You're hearing something every day. But you don't even realize you're taking those skills into you so with that where did i learn my blank habits from who did i learn my my blank habits from and so you would just start talking out loud the who's who in your life right talk about well my mom plans This way, she plans on going to the gym, she plans on eating this, she plans on picking up, and she tells me her plans. Then you can move on to a friend or something. Well, my friend, they might reach out to me sometimes to plan ahead to go to the movies. Then I might have another friend who will reach out to me the day of and be like, do you want to go to the movies? But only do people who are kind of like close to you. And I'd say if someone pops into your head, talk it out because they popped into your head for a reason. Like you may not think they would have any impact, but if they came up during a certain question, then try to talk it out and see where that answer gets you. Um, And sometimes if you're kind of stuck on those questions, then ask yourself, do you know someone who functions in a similar way to how you function currently? If you are a person who is spontaneous and just goes with the flow, do you know someone in your life who is also spontaneous and goes with the flow? And then you can evaluate that relationship. Like, oh, maybe I did get that free, 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 free. <laughs> maybe I did get that free flowing nature from Susie crazy wild (laughs) yeah okay and a note that i put down for this particular question was we have to remember that even if we know we don't want to act a certain way sometimes we'll default to it to acting that way because that's the only thing we've been exposed to Let's use communication as an example. If you're in an env- in, if you are in an environment where the communication style is talk or be talked over, like if you're having a conversation, the loudest person is who gets to speak, right? you are only exposed to that type of communication style. So then when you go into another style, right? And it, the reflection is you don't like that style. You don't like feeling like you're constantly competing to be heard. And so you're saying, okay, in my family life, I want to allow everyone to talk freely. Well, no, 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 not talk freely. I want to allow everyone to have a chance to talk, right? So you may try being like sitting back, being silent or something. But eventually though, when you get into situations where you need to be heard, like you feel like you need to be heard, then those, those, Instances where you were having those communication styles of the loudest one gets heard. Now you're up here being loud and yelling so that the person you're talking to knows that it's my time to be heard. Right. But you didn't want to do that originally. Like you, that's not how you wanted to continue communication styles, but because that's the only way that you know of that you've been seeing in order. In order to be heard, you don't think that there's like, oh, I can raise my hand be like, excuse me, I really need to say this. Or sitting patiently means that you're submitting to somebody and that they won the argument because that's what you've been taught inherently like, you know. I'm going to be very transparent with y'all right now. I'm tired. And I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. And I would like to apologize. Next question. (laughs) The next question that you can ask yourself when self-evaluating is... And these are more so for... Reflecting on very particular moments, you can ask yourself, what emotions or convictions are coming to mind when I am presented with this type of scenario? Scenarios could be a particular friend that I've been having an issue with. I'm reacting a certain way. Why am I reacting that way? Why am I reacting with happiness? Why am I reacting with anger? Why am I reacting with resentment? Why am I reacting with envy? Why am I reacting this way to this situation? And then you could try to kind of think back like, okay, what happened in this scenario, in this scenario right here? How did I feel initially? And then how did I feel after I reflected on that moment, after I kind of dissected it and said, Susie said, I don't like your shoes. And then I reacted like, well, your shoes are ugly. And so after I thought about it, I'm realizing I told her her shoes are ugly because I originally was insecure about these shoes in the first place. And then ask yourself, what change, if any, do you want to make towards how you react to things? And then once you kind of start, like if you do change this thing, do you see the results happening? And that's when the kind of journaling takes place because week one I reacted with some mean words to Susie. Week two, after my revelation, I started trying to be more aware of what comes out of my my mouth. Week three, I had a complete change of heart. And I told Susie that her shoes were beautiful. Oh my goodness. Wow, Susie, I like them shoes, girl. And she was like, thank you. That's so nice. Um, yes, but it's also a twofold question, um, because you can ask yourself, "What results do I see happening?" Okay, actually, let me rewind. Let me rewind completely, because I misspoke the question. The that question wasn't even in regards to the self-realizing moments. I just be I jumbled all my notes. See, look, they're just. You can't see that. Also, this is an audio podcast. Why am I trying to show y'all things? I'm so sorry. All right. A question that you can use to gauge who you want to become is, if I change this thing, what results will I see? For example, hmm, I stay in my room a lot, so I want to change and leave my room more often by going outside to meet new people. So then the results that I will see ideally are if I leave my room, I'll meet more people. If I meet more people, I can get more podcast guests. If I meet more people, I can make new friends. If I meet more people, I can get introduced to new things to do around the city. If I meet more people, I can get introduced to new food. If I meet more people, etc. right? And that's essentially what that question kind of helps you with because it's a motivator. Basically, asking yourself, if I change this thing, what will become of me? What do I want to become of me? And it'll help keep you on that track. It'll help make sense of why I should even bother trying to change what is happening right now in my life. Oh, a good question you can ask yourself is do you notice any patterns during that come up during events where you choose to make a change? Like if you choose to make a change in your life, is it a pattern of you constantly shutting out people? As in you're cutting off someone in order to make a habit go away. Let's say you used to smoke um you used to go out to to buffets every weekend and you used to used to go to escape rooms all the time even though they filled you with immense anxiety <laughs> but those were things that you wanted to stop doing you wanted to stop smoking because it was hurting your lungs. You wanted to stop going out to buffets because you was gaining some weight. And then you wanted to stop going to the escape rooms because you were you were having anxiety. And the pattern that you noticed with cha- making those life changes, which with each one of those, you had a different person who was encouraging that habit. But... And and because you made the lifestyle change, the person ended up falling off. Like you didn't go directly to that person and say, hey, I can't hang out with you anymore because I don't want to go to the buffet no more every single weekend. But because you stopped doing that thing, that person kind of fell to the wayside. When you evaluate that, when you look back on that and you notice that, it might help you realize, hmm, some other habits or like some other personality traits or characteristics that I have that I don't want to keep anymore might be associated with a specific person. And I might need to do some, some relationship evaluating and see what's up because patterns, they help, they show you the way, you know, that was a good question. I like that question. Mm. I don't know if I really spoke about this yet, but something that is really crucial with this is noting how you feel when coming to these realizations, when becoming more aware of yourself. Because evaluating yourself can lead to uncovering traumatic things. And I was actually kind of speaking... (laughs) I wasn't speaking about anything traumatic. But um, yesterday I was in Bible study. And one of the questions that was posed... Was, what things do you need to give away? What things you need to get rid of so that you can be closer to God, right? And I'm paraphrasing the question. Um, and immediately, immediately, I... <laughs> literally, how I just put my head back. That's what happened because... I, in my walk with with Christ, I have been struggling with giving up my convictions because they are literally who I am as a person. My convictions mainly consist of entertainment and I love animation. I love music that has a really good beat and can make me move and groove, and oftentimes, not the best words are said in those songs. <laughs> I love to laugh, and oftentimes, certain laughing methods are not the greatest. And so these things I've grown up with my whole entire life, but I need to let them go. And it's something I've come to accept. I No, it's something I've come to acknowledge. But the, the hang up for me currently is who will I be without those things? I can't see Jada without animation, without laughter, comedy. And because I have nothing to currently replace those or I'm not looking for something that I can replace that with, when I just think about those things leaving me completely like i've i've been cutting off bit by bit but when i think about like just going cold turkey i i feel a little like i don't it's hard to describe but it's an immense feeling of like not pressure but shadow (laughs) i can't put it in words but that's kind of like what self-evaluation is it'll cause you to realize things about yourself that you'll want to change but those habits those characteristics have potentially been with you for most of your life from early childhood to, to teenagehood to adulthood, they're in your very core of a person. And to just say, I'm going to get rid of this thing, that can be very scary. It, you can be very uncertain. You could be in denial. That is not really an issue. So, sitting down and thinking about how these revelations are making you feel is important. It's really important. And when you're coming to terms with your feelings, it's not to push them aside. It's to acknowledge them and see how you can work through them and see what little things you can do to ease those feelings so that you can make the changes that you need to make. It's not gonna be easy. No one said it was gonna be easy because it's not. It's not. You might cry. You might get mad. You might get a little sad. I'm to cry now. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Sorry. Um, I'm an emotional being, but it's going to be okay. But yeah, so just know that those feelings that you're having, they won't last forever. And honestly, emotions are pretty fleeting. Once you get over them, majority of the time you don't even remember you had them in the first place. So look on the bright side of things. After... After the feelings, you'll be a changed person. But that's all I have for right now. I'm honestly thinking of putting these in like a journal workbook. Because writing the questions down, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, this is good. Oh, that's a good question. I just... My form of communication to you, it may not have been that great. Again, my apologies. But I do think these questions would be really good, especially putting them in an order to where you start off with the section of questions first, then evaluate. I was even thinking of having like a back page that would be specifically for just kind of like journal moments of like i reacted like this today to something like something like random that wouldn't be in the answer to a particular question portion uh yes but i hope that you enjoyed this episode that you learned something that you We're able to gain some of the questions out of this. Also, I am more than certain that in the YouTube video, So Therapy, we put the questions that we talked about from that video in the description. So I will also do that for this video. I will put them in the show notes. On the audio platforms, as well as the YouTube video, the questions, even the ones that I didn't ask in the video, will be inside of the description and show notes, so that you can put them in a document and ask yourself what's up All right, thank you so much for joining me today, and remember to keep create. A village, whatever you got yeah you. Okay, goodbye. Bye.